At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back, Excellent separation against man coverage. This it's reception, reception, the show. Okay, so that's, we went low, we went high, now we got to go back low. <laughs> what's up with DJ? It's like, what's up with DJ Moore, man? Like, it's another year, it's another good wide receiver being ruined by Baker. Is it not? I mean, golly, what is happening in Carolina? <laughs> I think, I think that DJ Moore is the the most frustrating like early round pick right now i I think okay all of fantasy no question about it like if you've got dj Moore on your team i allow you to be upset right where i've said all these other guys like hey you got to ride the wave a little bit whatever it is what it is because carolina just looks so bad right now i mean they can't mount drives (laughs) awful awful dude and um I saw like uh, you know what if I'll I'll filibuster and and pull it up a little bit because um, I saw a good stat about this today. But um, well, the bottom line is you're not allowed to have an MVP caliber player in Christian McCaffrey. You're not allowed to have a Pro Bowl type player in DJ Moore. You're not allowed to have a good solid second wide receiver in Robbie Anderson and suck this bad. You're not allowed yeah. to do it, You're man. Like, it's, come on. Like, look at look at some of the supporting casts uh, uh, around the NFL. You know, you can't look at Carolina and tell me they've got on like from a talent standpoint a a a, a bad offensive unit. They don't. They have. I mean, if you want to say, oh, they're league average, fine. But they are so far away from being league average offensively, man. Like, they're a bad unit. To put a to put a point on that, this is from uh, our mutual friend Graham Barfield tweeted this today. It's always a slippery slope to take away big plays from counting stats, stats, but I do think this is telling. Without the 75 yarder to Robbie Anderson in Week One and the 76 yarder to Lavisca Chenault in Week Three, which by the way, that was like a route in the flat, completely mm-hmm. wide open behind behind the line of scrimmage, and Lavisca Chenault like breaks two tackles and takes it to the end zone. So nothing, nothing from the quarterback really there. You you shouldn't even be allowed. That should be a rushing play. (laughs) That shouldn't even be a passing play without those two big plays. Baker Mayfield is 40 of 70 for 408 yards, 5.2 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception and nine sacks. I mean, they can't mount a drive 
to save their lives right now in Carolina. Mayfield has been horrible. I don't think the offense is designed very well. I don't think the offensive line is very good. Um, it's t- it's going to c- come together, right? Because they took a rookie left tackle who, you know, maybe was a left tackle, maybe was a guard in Ikea Kwanu, but like we'll mm-hmm. see how or where his career pans out. But I wouldn't say the pa- pass protection has been great. But I mean, Mayfield just doesn't, he doesn't look good. And I think that Baker Mayfield's big, I was texting with uh, my buddy Eric Stoner about this today because he, he said to me before the year, like, we what's the difference between Baker uh, Mayfield and Carson Wentz when it can't comes to like DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, like who's going to benefit from that? Because at least like Carson Wentz might be a big dummy, but he takes risks and he, but he actually has a good <laughs> skill set. Baker doesn't play within himself. And I think you can still see that so much when you watch him, dude, he, he like freelances, but he has no athleticism. Like (laughs) my friend Eric said to me, like his college story is, is cool and all, but like, he's a two-time walk-on and he doesn't play like he's a two-time walk-on. He plays like he's Kyler Murray, but he's not Kyler Murray at all. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not having a good time. I'm not having a good time with the Carolina Panthers and, and, and DJ Moore. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to tell when it comes to fantasy. It's like, you just have to hold him and like, hope this gets better. And I, maybe it will get better. Maybe it won't. But like, you can't cut him. You can't trade him and you can't start him. How much of this is Baker Mayfield? How much of, I mean, there, is there some trickle down effect to DJ Moore too? Um, look, he has a 38.9% catch rate right now. That Zay Jones ish early career. That is, that is disgusting, bro. (laughs) 38% catch rate, dude. I mean, listen, the guy, my, my guy, DJ Moore has never really been a super high efficiency player, right? We're talking about a career 60% catch rate. Yeah. Um, and, And actually I did look this up as well. Wide receivers when lined up outside league average catch rate is about 60%. DJ Moore currently this season is at 36% catch rate when lined up outside. That's abysmal. But career-wise, not including this year, it's at 58%, um, a 58% catch rate, which again is below league average. Um, I just wonder, and and so and I, I'm like, when I saw this ad, I'm like, I got to ask my guy, Matt Harmon, how much of this is the quarterback? How much of this is DJ Moore? Well, uh, According to Pro Football Focus, he hasn't dropped a pass all year, DJ Moore. So there is that. Like he, it's not as if he's like not catching passes, right? I think the the this is something I've I, I wish I had focused more on this because you know I came on the bold prediction show here and said like DJ Moore is going to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Oh my talk god, about that's a right. guy. <laughs> talk about, talk about <laughs> oh a guy who's god, not on right. not. But breaking news, folks: <laughs> DJ Moore is not on pace. To break, uh, to lead the NFL receiving yards. I forgot about that. Holy shit! I think That's he right. might. <laughs> That's right. Wow. I think he might be outside the top like three billion receivers in terms of yards. <laughs> I don't know, but um, wow. The one thing I wish I had thought about more when saying that and <clears throat> ranking DJ more this year, you know, because I just I wish I had I wish I had ranked him lower, right? I, I wish mm-hmm. I had been a little less um, bullish about this Baker Mayfield marriage. Um, the, the one thing I, I have had a problem with DJ Moore the last few years, and it's not with DJ Moore. It's the way that this, this Carolina coaching staff uses him when our got my guy, there are dozens of us, James Scott Turner, my guy, Scott (laughs) Turner was the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, him and North Turner there, uh, towards the end of Ron Rivera's run. They were using DJ Moore as like 
a flanker receiver. They were getting him touches out in space. This coaching staff is always just like, it's so old school to just take your wide receiver run one and just throw him out at the X receiver position and just go win a route. Like go get it. Just, they scheme nothing for DJ. They don't get him any layup targets. They just ask him to beat press man coverage. And DJ's more is not like the best route runner in the world. He's not like, mm-hmm. he's not like a Stefan Diggs or something like that. I don't even, I wouldn't even put him in like the top maybe 20 route runners in the NFL because he's always been like a, a good, but not great success rate versus man coverage player. Good, but not great success rate versus press coverage player. So they don't do enough to get him those layups and a skill set that like, he's awesome after the catch. He's really explosive in the open field. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty down on the way they use him. I'm pretty okay. down on the quarterback. <clears throat> so that feels pretty bad. That, that, that doesn't feel good. For DJ <laughs> None of that sounds good at all. Oh my God. We are, we are seriously approaching drop territory with DJ Moore. Like that's how, that's how bad it's getting. I always find this really interesting too, right? Like these guys are real humans uh, playing a sport, right? And they're not sprites in a video game, right? So for me, like, the vibes and the attitudes and those type of things, those things do matter. You know what yeah. I mean? And when there are bad vibes, when there's bad energy in the locker room, and, and obviously when you're looking at Carolina, golly, there's got to be just super negative energy everywhere uh, in those Carolina locker rooms. Um, We're saying that even though they won, they won this one. Isn't that crazy? I, mean, I dude, listen, I know, win, but, but it was won. because their defense only. Like I'm talking like offense, like their defense came to play, boy. Oh my yeah. lord. But I'll just say this offensively, obviously down in the dumps, right? They got to play better offensively. Everyone knows this. Um, but at some point, and, and we saw this with, uh, with Allen Robinson too, at some point that wears on you as a player, Yeah, you know, yeah. and like, and that, that does impact your, I don't know if it impacts your effort. Maybe it does. Some players are different. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's, yeah. it's going to have a trickle down effect on your performance on the field as well, man. So I don't know, man, like I'm. I am down on Carolina, bro. Like I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Baker. I don't, I mean, obviously their offensive line is completely trashed up and they're not doing anything schematically to make life easier for the quarterback yeah, or the I wide the receivers. Problem. Yeah. yeah, I think that, I think um, that last point's biggest problem. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so Carolina broken offense. Denver's offense also pretty busted bro like what is going on in denver and like has can can a coach go from like new hire to fired like you know what i'm saying like how many games do we have to like look at this before we say dude nathaniel hackett needs to go again denver coming off a win but that should <laughs> that, that game should have ended in a tie like that should have they, they should not that we needed to see like overtime of that game but they, they should have god no jesus yeah, christ should have found right. a way to make that game end in a tie um uh, i don't even know where to start with denver well I, I will say this like got a lot of stuff wrong got some things right this year yeah uh, well that's how it come that's how it works every year man but i feel really good about like my analysis on the broncos being like i don't know if this is really as good as everybody thinks it is because here's the deal james russell wilson 
not as good as he used to be. Period. I think end of story at this point. Um, This wide receiver group, this pass catcher group, this offensive skill position um, group in general, not as good as people wanted you to believe it was. Um, I don't think Cortland Sutton's the number one receiver. He's probably going to be fine in fantasy because nobody else is good there. Jerry Judy's still a very up and down player, and they have nothing. Like they're still rolling out Kendall Hinton as their like number three receiver. (laughs) Alberto, nothing but his routes drop like every single week. That's not happening. They're still using guys like Eric Saubert and like all the Andrew Beck as, as like tight ends. This offensive line's a little hit or miss. Yeah. Javante Williams is a really good back. Like I think Javante yeah, Williams is. is probably their best player. They use a rotation at the running in the running back room. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to hear a bunch of fantasy folks out there. Like, you know what the biggest problem in Denver is that they rotate their, Oh, please. The fact that they <laughs> like don't play Javante Williams enough is like 20th on their list of problems. Um, yeah, so yeah, give me a totally. break. I just, I think this is a broken unit. And Nathaniel Hackett, like what does he add to the mix other than like Aaron Rodgers liked to talk to him in the in the meeting rooms. I made football fun again for him. I don't really care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Aaron Rodgers is not on this roster. I, I just offense I think is completely broken. I I don't and I, they might get it together at some point. But just let's look at the results of the last three weeks, James. They lose to Geno Smith. They barely squeak out a win against the Davis Mills led Houston Texans. Right. And then they they win a game by a point against a team in San Francisco where the quarterback is actively shitting his pants the entire game. <laughs> he was so – Jimmy G is so bad. What? <laughs> Holy hell, Jimmy G is bad, bro. Uh, that was crazy. No, you're right. Um, it, it's funny that I'm saying all this stuff about Nathaniel Hackett, uh, but they're 2-1. and one. But, dude, listen, man. Please. Like, listen to the fan base. The fan base is – they're like – one foot out the door yeah. with Nathaniel Hackett. You know what I mean? Because this offense looks like trash. They've scored Absolute three touchdowns in three games, trash. right? Dude, it's so bad. Um, and again, I was with you, man. Like, I was 100% with you this offseason. I put a tweet out that said, would you be that surprised if this Denver team won six games? And my mentions became a, a freaking cesspool of like, Obviously, you don't watch football. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, stop with the hot takes. This is clickbait, even though there was nothing to click. Like, that's you know my fa- it, that's my favorite, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Click. Somebody accuses like, you of clickbait, and it's like it's a there's tweet. Nothing to click. <laughs> You've already clicked it. What do you mean? Like, yeah, you're on this app with me, pal. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, but but and, and it's like and and the points that I was making was and this is what you were saying. Listen, Russell's a little bit older now. Like the backyard football type of freestyle playing that he does is not quite as effective because he's not quite as athletic. Um, And he's learning a brand new offense for the very first time, working with receivers that he's never worked with for the very first time. Um, You talk about a head coaching, uh, a head head coach who's never had uh, been a head coach before. He's got offensive coordinators that have never been an offensive coordinator before. He's got a defensive coordinator who's never been a defensive coordinator before. Right. So there's a complete lack of experience on that coaching staff. And Jesus Christ, did you see that week one or not? You know, the, yeah. the, the and week two, the clock week two is worse. It's so bad they had to hire a clock management specialist. <laughs> We're in week three. 
Jesus Christ, so bad. So the inexperience of the coaching staff is showing itself, you know? Dude, total tin tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. I think Denver went and hired Nathaniel Hackett with the idea that they could yeah. get Aaron Rodgers. And again, Russell Wilson, by the way, is not elevating this offense whatsoever. It's real. Everybody, I think, is playing one step above where they should be. Like, I think Cortland Sutton should be That's a, a really nice. I think That's Cortland Sutton should be a really nice two. I mm. think that Jerry Judy would be a really nice three. And like this, I the thing that I always push back on was this idea that. Denver just needed to drop a quarterback in this situation. And then like all these guys would suddenly everybody would figure out how good all these players are. That's just, <laughs> it's just was flat out wrong. Like that's not so. true um, because Sutton, like S Sutton's a lot like Mike Williams and you look at the chargers offense without Keenan Allen as their number one receiver. It looks horrible because mm. because Mike Williams is a, really good number two who can win downfield who can win contested passes but that's just low percentage stuff and with that when that's your one receiver like Cortland Sutton come up with big plays like he came up with um you know on that go route the back shoulder stuff that was really yeah. uh that was really cool to see yeah that was um, nice that was awesome but like that's not a consistent part of your passing game um like honestly most of the stuff that looked good for Denver on Sunday night was when Russell Wilson kind of let his hair down a little bit and actually scrambled out of the pocket, actually made some improvisational plays in the pocket. I kind of talk about tinfoil hat. I, I kind of think that it's not so much that Russell Wilson's physically diminished, which I do think is true. Like everybody, as they get older is a little less athletic. And that's certainly true with, with mobile quarterbacks, but it's also like, I think he wants to be seen as a, you know, passing first, like a, a Peyton Manning. He talks about this. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees type of quarterback. And he's just not, he's not that guy as great as no. Russell Wilson has been throughout the course of his career. He's never run an offense like that. No. And if they're trying to run that offense like this in Denver, which by the way, Nathaniel Hackett said before the season, we're going to run Russ's offense. Like Russ kind of basically said, Russ calls the shots here. If that's the way this is going to go. And the quarterbacks un like, not being realistic about where he's at at this point in his career, you're going to get a team that scores three touchdowns in three games. <laughs> um, I will, I will hold out hope that this team gels a bit, but my God, they're For not sure. even into the, they're not even into the meat of their schedule yet. Like that's, what's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Like, Oh boy, this is uh this is an interesting one. Uh, they're in Denver. Uh, I, I do wonder, you know, I was talking to my, my buddy, John Hanson, the guru, uh, about this and he's just like oh they're done they're they're absolutely finished and i was like you know i i just and i'll be i'll be the first person to like be like you know write people off too but like i don't know like the one thing about russ is that he has arm talent you yes. know and he still has that fastball like he still has it that part of his game um i think people don't truly appreciate is like how good his arm is he can still sling that ball man so i'll hold out a little bit of hope uh, that he's got a little something, James, something cooking. Yeah. What, what, what is it with like, talk, you know, when you see his fastball the most, the most recently, it's when he's checking it down to running backs. Like nobody likes throwing, right. a, throwing <laughs> a fastball to their running backs in the flat more than Russell. What are you Wilson. doing? When has Russ ever been like a check down to the running back type of guy? Never, never, ever. And it's not as if like Javante Williams, who's looked good. And when you get him in the open field, it's, it's probably yeah. like 
sure it might be a good play, whatever, but like, not like Christian McCaffrey and like Alvin Kamara, you know, Melvin Gordon's not that guy either. They got like Mike Boone in the mix this week. (laughs) What the hell was that about? So, um, yeah, I just, a lot of questions in Denver. Um, I, I agree with you that it's absolutely can gel. My whole point with the Broncos is that they're definitely going to start slow that I felt good about, but Mm -hmm. they can get good. They can get better throughout the course of the season. I would feel a little less bullish about the Broncos if anyone in the AFC West was stepping up. But, you know, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. I don't really care that much about that. They'll be fine. Yeah. Chargers are falling apart oh, with injuries. The golly. Raiders are the, the only winless team in the NFL right now. Or the only team that is 0-3 because the, the damn Texans tied the Colts and they haven't won a game. <laughs> but, yeah, so not great. AFC West, this powerhouse division that we thought, yeah. not going so – not off to a great start. <laughs>